Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Friend, I wonder what comes up for you when I say the word boundaries, because that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about boundaries. We're going to talk about what they are, why they are not only helpful, but important for us. If we are really going to love people well, ourselves and other people, our friends, our church, our family, we're going to have to have boundaries. We're also going to talk about what some of Jesus's boundaries looked like when he was in his earthly ministry, when he was surrounded by thousands of people pressing in on him, wanting him to do things all day long, all the time, wanting to hear him, to be with him. They're very demanding of his time. And yet Jesus set clear boundaries so that he could accomplish the plans and purposes that God had had sent him here um, to do. So that's what we're talking about today. But I wonder what comes up for you, what emotions come up for you, what thoughts or memories or regrets maybe come up for you when I say the word boundaries. Because I have seen, I've seen the look on so many women's faces when they've come into counseling and, you know, they're there for a reason. Usually we know that maybe we need better boundaries in our life. It's just really hard to do, which it totally is. But I've seen that look on their face when I've said, okay, today's the day. Let's start talking about boundaries and what they look like for you. And you can see some of that fear sometimes. You can see some anxiety. You can see it in our eyes. And so I don't know if that's coming up for you. But I do know that this is a common struggle for so many women. We want to care for people well. We want to give. We want to serve. We want to please. We want people to like us. These are very natural human desires and emotions, but sometimes that winds up meaning that we do not set very clear boundaries in our life. And it's kind of scary to think about challenging that, to think about changing that. Um, There's a reason why we're in the habits, the routines, the way of life that we are today. And so when we think about change, when we think about boundaries, sometimes that can be really scary. If that is you, my friend, if I say today we're talking about boundaries and you find yourself feeling a little bit of um, apprehension, a little bit of uh, worry, maybe you're thinking, let's just skip over this episode and come back to it later. Uh, Trust me, my friend, you are not alone. Boundaries are important, but they're hard. They are very difficult for most of us. And we're not going to dig in to all the nuts and bolts today of how do you do it? How do you say no to people? Um, How do you really set and clarify your priorities so you know when to say yes, when to say no? What we're going to talk about today is more of a big picture understanding of what are boundaries? Why are they important? Why do they actually help us love people well, including ourselves, certainly? And as I said, we're going to talk about some of the examples from Jesus's life of what his boundaries looked like. So hopefully with all of that, 
um, you'll walk away from today's episode feeling a bit more hopeful and encouraged about what boundaries could mean, what they could look like, and with some tools in your pocket to self-evaluate what your boundaries look like today. So don't worry, I'm not going to be asking you, you know, when this episode's over in 20 minutes or whatever it winds up being, and you walk out the door, you have to be saying no to everybody about everything. Um, you might choose to do that, but we're not going to dig into all of the, the how, all of those action steps. What we're going to do today is try to get more comfortable with the idea of setting boundaries and understanding for ourselves what our current strengths and struggles are when it comes to boundaries. So with that in mind, my friend, um, let me offer a quick disclaimer, because I do always want to make sure that we have clear boundaries, that we understand what this podcast is about, who I am, what you're here for, what we're going to be digging into. Um, I am a licensed therapist in the state of South Carolina, but I am not your therapist. This podcast is not therapy. This is not professional counseling. And there is a link in the show notes to a page on the website, the Love Your People Well website, which might help you think through, is counseling something that would be helpful for me right now? Um, and this might be particularly helpful today when we're talking about boundaries. If you finish up listening to this episode and you're still walking away thinking, nope, I could never do that. I could never have boundaries. I, I, I can't say no to people. Like if that is bringing up a large amount of anxiety or fear or uh, regret or shame or concern for you, then, you know, it might be worth taking a look at that page on the website and just thinking about um, why is this such a struggle? Uh, because sometimes counseling can be helpful for us to explore, understand, and deal with um, trauma or, or real big difficulties in our past, and boundaries sometimes plays into that. So, once again, you are not alone. If we talk about boundaries and it makes you anxious, that's okay. If it makes you so anxious you can't really function for the rest of the day, that's a good time to think about reaching out to someone, sitting down with someone, talking through what's going on for you, and getting some healthy biblical counsel. So with all of that in mind, my friend, let's open with the question of understanding what are boundaries. When I say we're going to talk about boundaries today, what does that even mean? Um, and I think, I think we often jump to the emotional boundaries. Uh, we jump to saying no to people and managing our schedule and our calendar and being careful about that. That is absolutely a part of our boundaries. But boundaries actually is much bigger than that. Boundaries certainly includes our physical boundaries. You probably do not walk through the grocery store letting every stranger walk up to you and hug you. Uh, because that is a physical boundary. You would probably do something about that if that was happening to you. You would walk away, you would leave. Um, you know, there's a number of ways we might handle that. We might punch somebody. We're like, we're not always going to handle it well. But we all have physical boundaries. And that is a huge part of loving ourselves well and loving other people well. And I'll talk in a few minutes about why, why I say that this helps us actually love other people well when we have good boundaries. So boundaries would include our physical boundaries. It would include our mental and intellectual and spiritual boundaries. Um, you know, I personally, I don't spend a ton of time every day consuming the news. Um, I'm not saying I never look at the news, but I know that my mind is very easily... Um, like very easily stimulated by visuals. So if I watch the news and they're telling some horrible story as they usually are about a, an earthquake or a shooting or whatever might have happened, those visual images 
just the way that God has hardwired me, they stick in my head and it is hard to move on. And so that winds up impacting me much longer than just watching that news clip. It winds up impacting me emotionally and how I'm interacting with people, how I'm thinking for the rest of the day. And so I have set intellectual boundaries for myself about what I consume, what I look at, what I listen to when it comes to the news, but certainly also when it comes to movies and music and all, you know, social media, all sorts of things like that. We have intellectual boundaries. What do we let into our heads, into our thought life, into our lives in that way, because it's going to impact us? We also have emotional boundaries. How tightly do we start to identify with people to wrap our identity up in what's going on for other people. Um, You've probably experienced emotional boundaries, maybe a struggle with emotional boundaries. If you've ever maybe grabbed coffee with a friend who's going through a really dark, hard, difficult season, and she's maybe even feeling depressed, she's certainly sad, she's um, upset, there's maybe a lot of crying, there's a lot of emotional heaviness in that interaction. And some of us would walk away um, still feeling, okay, we might have a lot of empathy, we might have sympathy, we're there for our friend, but it's not going to drag us down for the rest of the day and totally derail our emotional state. That would be an example of healthy emotional boundaries. Um, But others of us would walk away from that just totally emotionally destroyed for the rest of the day. We might start identifying too closely, too intimately with that friend's emotional struggle. And yes, you know, as I said before, we're not digging into all of the how do I do that? We're not digging into all of that today. But I'm just trying to paint a picture for us of the different types of boundaries and what they might look like. So physical boundaries, um, you know, do you let everybody hug you at the grocery store or not? That's just a maybe a bit of a silly example about physical boundaries, but we all have a comfort level and we have some sort of physical boundary with other people. We all have intellectual boundaries. We get to decide what do we consume and let into um, our, our line of vision, our thought life, what books do we read, what movies do we listen to? We also all have emotional boundaries. How much do we let ourselves get caught up in the emotions of other people? And the last piece that I would highlight there is maybe what we typically think about with boundaries. What do we say yes to or no to when it comes to our schedule and our time? How do we fill up and use our our resources of time and money and things like that? Um, Do we just say yes to everybody and everything that's asking for time or money or wants to get on the schedule with us? Or do we have some boundaries where we're able to say no um, in an appropriate way and at the appropriate time so that we have a level of control over what our schedule, our time, our money, our finances looks like? So those are some examples of what boundaries are and what they might look like in our lives. And I want to take um, probably the most most of our time here Talking about what I've already said, which might have raised some some question marks for you, making the argument, I would say, that boundaries are not only helpful for you, they help you stay sane and do the things you need to do, but they are also actually very important for loving others well. So it's maybe most obvious to see how do boundaries help us love ourselves well. When I have healthy boundaries with people, I am not getting burnt out emotionally. Um, I'm not filling up my schedule and my calendar with things for other people all day long, all the time, but I have time for my family. I have time for a date night. I have time to 
record a podcast episode. I have time to do the things that I know are important to me. And so part of loving myself well is not saying yes to anything and everything that comes in front of me. So boundaries help us love ourselves well by giving us space and allowing us to, um, to really prioritize and make choices that fill us up, that use our strengths, that keep us connected with the people and the things that are most important to us. But boundaries also help us love other people. If we think about our family, how do boundaries help me love my family well? Well, in one way, they help me love my family because I'm, I might have to say no to an opportunity at church or an opportunity at work or with my friends in order to protect that family time. Because every time I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. If I say yes to every volunteer opportunity at my church, I'm basically saying no to any time with my kids because my day is going to be full because there's a lot going on at my church. And, and no one would want me to do that. No one would expect me to do that. But usually people don't really know, hey, you've already said yes to five other things when I come to you with this new request. Um, so saying no and setting boundaries outside of the family helps me protect my family time, the quality and depth and intimacy of my family relationships. But even within the family, setting and holding to healthy boundaries, it models for our kids what that looks like so they can get more comfortable early in life with what healthy boundaries looks like. Because healthy boundaries does not mean I'm screaming no at someone when they ask me to do something. And it doesn't mean I'm saying no to every possible thing that comes before me. It means I'm trying to be wise about making those decisions and I am speaking with kindness and respect and I'm being as helpful as I can without just giving in to every request. And so boundaries give me a chance to model that to my kids and help them get more comfortable with what boundaries can look like. Boundaries also help within our family unit because they provide a level of safety and clarity for our family relationships. Boundaries, even with my husband, we, yes, we have boundaries to the outside world to protect time together. So we have time for a date night or to have dinner together as a family and things like that when it comes to our schedule. But emotional boundaries, intellectual, intellectual <laughs> boundaries with my husband also help us to care for each other in the most effective way possible. I have a lot of empathy and sympathy for him if he comes home and he's just had a horrible day at work and he's not in a great mood and maybe he's feeling really nervous about this big project, this big thing that's coming up soon. I can connect with those emotions and help him work through those emotions, help him find um, comfort or find help or maybe some ideas if he needs ideas about what to do. I can do all of that much more effectively if I'm not totally soaking up his emotions if he comes home anxious and that makes me start feeling anxious, well, now we got two anxious people and who's going to help us? So having those boundaries, even with each other, helps us care for each other, love each other, support each other in a more effective way. And that certainly plays out with our kids as well. If I got impatient and frustrated every time my kids got impatient and frustrated, things would probably fall apart pretty quickly. And so boundaries within the family helps us not only model what this can look like and get more comfortable with it, not only protect that family time, but also helps us care for and support each other in a more effective way. 
And the third piece that I would highlight for us about how boundaries help us actually love other people more and better. So we've thought about how we love ourselves with boundaries, how we love our family. When we think about loving others, loving our church, our workplace, our friends with healthy boundaries, one way that we do that is because having boundaries means that we are protecting a level of our energy, our time, our, our resources, whether that's financial or otherwise, we're protecting that so that we can say yes and we can give and we can serve and we can help when things are a good fit. If I have strengths and talents that might help someone, but I've already said yes to 12 other things that like, I mean, I'm okay at it. Maybe it felt important in the moment. Somebody was making eye contact, making puppy dog eyes at me. So I said yes to all these other things. And now I don't have the time or the emotional energy to help someone in a spot where I really do have the gifts that they need at that moment, but I'm just not available. And so boundaries help us not only care for our family well, but care for others well, because it will make sure that we still have what we need, our emotions, our time to invest where we do have particular strengths or talents or gifting that the Lord has given us. And boundaries also help us love others well because it makes sure that other people have an opportunity to give and to serve and to help, hopefully in the places where the Lord has gifted them to help people, where he has given them talents and unique strengths. Um, Some people, I, I don't know if this happens for you or you've seen it happen to other people at your church, but some people are not Uh, they're not like gung-ho say yes people like there's a volunteer need and like okay I'm gonna wait I'm gonna see if other people say yes not because they don't want to serve not because they couldn't serve but you know maybe they're a little more introverted they're a little more shy they don't feel like they totally understand what the request is so they don't want to you know blindly jump into something there's a lot of reasons why someone might delay saying yes to an opportunity And if we jump in because we feel uncomfortable with the silence or we don't have very healthy boundaries or we we don't really understand where our gifting is, what our time looks like, if we jump in, we are preventing them the opportunity to serve or to help um, or to say yes to something that God might really want them to be saying yes to. So boundaries help us love ourselves, love our family, and love others much more effectively. Now, I I know we're not going to dig into, as I said, the nuts and bolts of, okay, how do we do this? We will have upcoming episodes to address that. But I do want to kind of lay out a picture when we look at scripture about what Jesus's boundaries looked like. And this may help us, you know, it's an idea of what the how, what the tangible action step can look like. But if there's, there's a lot of different ways that Jesus set boundaries, but there are a few that really jumped out to me as I was praying and thinking and planning for this particular podcast episode. One of these ways that we see Jesus setting boundaries for himself and with others when he had his earthly ministry is that he took time for physical breaks. He took time to take naps. I mean, I think what, every time he's on a boat with his friends, he's taking a nap. Like he, he found time to get physical rest. He has a lot of stories in scripture of eating with people and not just like, hey, I'm having a sandwich while I'm on my computer and I have my four minute lunch break. Um, No, he took time to have a meal with people, to have parties with people, to um, enjoy his rest and refreshment and nourishment with his friends. And of course, we see many different places where Jesus is taking um, physical breaks for himself by leaving the crowds 
and going into the wilderness or up on the mountain or wherever it might be so that he has time to spend intimately with his heavenly father. He said no to people so that he could go have his quiet time, his prayer time with his heavenly father. So those are just a few examples um, looking at how Jesus physically set boundaries with people. He allowed himself to sleep and to eat and to be with his friends and to enjoy that. And he said no to people so that he could have his spiritual refreshment and refuelment with the Father. Another example of Jesus's boundaries in scripture is that he expected people to do things for themselves. Um, every, I guess I'm not going to say every time he did a miracle, uh, but many, many times when someone came to him, you know, they're blind and they want to see or they can't walk and they want to be able to walk. Yes, he was the one miraculously healing them, but he also typically would ask the person to do something themselves. So one example of this is in the Gospel of John in chapter 5. Um, it's, it's the healing at the pool. This man has been an invalid for 38 years. He's lying next to this pool. He would like to get better. Jesus doesn't just walk up and take all this responsibility on himself to heal this man. He walks up and he asks him, do you want to get well? He has a conversation with him. He, he lets this man ask specifically for where he is at, what he wants before he does any, before he, Jesus does anything. So Jesus asks him some questions, and then Jesus says to him in verse 8, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And of course, to us, it's like, well, yeah, get up and walk. I can ask people to do that. But this man had been an invalid for 38 years. It probably felt very odd for someone to tell him, get up and walk. And of course, the fact that he does get up and walk shows us that he had faith in Jesus. He trusted that if Jesus Christ is telling me this, I must be cured, and I can get up and walk. Um, so this is just one example, but Jesus did not just do everything for other people. There were things only he could do. He is the only one that could heal that man. But even when that happened, he did expect people to do things for themselves. There are other examples where he'll tell people, you know, he washes their eyes with mud and then says, go wash in this pool over here. Like they, they did have some action, some responsibility in the miraculous healings that he's doing. So I want to highlight one other example from scripture, um, and then we're going to wrap things up today thinking about, okay, so with all this in mind, how does that help you move forward in life, thinking about your boundaries in a different way? But one other example of Jesus and the boundaries that he had in his earthly ministry is that he said no to people, even big, powerful, important people. And I know I mentioned this already when we think about the reality that Jesus, you know, when people would say they'd be pressing all around and wanting to spend time with him, there were times when he would say, no, I'm not going to go to that city today, or I'm not going to have this conversation, you know, this big teaching opportunity, because I'm going to go be by myself with my father. But even in times, like I'm looking here at in Luke chapter 23, right at the end of his life, Jesus is with Herod, who is the ruler who has a lot of power, who has a lot of influence. And this guy has a lot of questions. It tells us when Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. Um, he was hoping to see Jesus perform a sign of some sort. Herod applied Jesus with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answer. And we can be confident because Jesus was sinless that he was not 
he was not being rude here. It wasn't like he was rolling his eyes at Herod or something like that. But he did not give in to that pressure from uh, from a very high and mighty and authority person. He didn't give in to that pressure because he knew I shouldn't. I don't need to be answering these questions. You know, we obviously don't know exactly what was in his thoughts there. But he said no. He did not always answer the questions people asked. He did not always go to the places that people wanted him to go. He first and foremost listened to his heavenly father, and then he did what God was directing him to do, even when that meant saying no to people, refusing to answer questions for high and mighty people. I don't know about you, but for me, if I'm having dinner with the president and he's asking me some questions, I'm going to feel pretty (laughs) obligated to answer them. Um, That's probably never going to happen. I don't see myself having dinner with the president. But Jesus was with a very powerful person and he was not giving in to every request and every um, demand on his time or his thoughts or his, his actions and teaching. So we can learn, as we always can, from how Jesus lived when he was on this earth. If he took time for physical breaks, we can take time for physical breaks. And if he expected people to do some things for themselves that they were capable of doing, we also can and should expect other people to do things for themselves when they're capable of it. And if he said no, if he did not give in to pressure and, uh, and demands from other people, we can do that too. So my friend, I would encourage you to walk away from our time together today and to ask one question uh, as you kind of walk through your day, go through your week, go through your month. You're obviously interacting with lots of different people. You already have a calendar and a schedule and lots going on. The question that I would encourage you to start asking yourself is, when I say yes to this thing or I say no to this thing, when I'm giving a response because someone is asking asking something from me, whatever I wind up saying, why am I saying it? And why am I saying yes to this person? Why am I saying no to this person? Why am I doing these 12 things that are on my to-do list while, you know, my teenage kids are sitting in the other room playing video games? I'm not saying you need to change any of that. Uh, Maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know your specific situation. But that question will be very helpful and very powerful for you just to when you have opportunity to say yes or to say no when someone is putting something in front of you just ask yourself why why am I saying yes why am I saying no because that may help you better understand your boundaries your strengths with boundaries and also maybe your struggles so my friend I hope it was not as scary as you might have thought (laughs) to explore boundaries and what they are and why they matter um, and how Jesus set boundaries I hope that wasn't um, too scary too anxiety provoking for you and I hope that you will start asking yourself why you're saying yes or no at different times I want to leave you with an invitation to sign up for the Relationship Reset free five-day email course. There's a link in the show notes, Um, but this is a a very simple and straightforward, as I said, five-day email course. It's totally free that will help you assess and better understand the relationships in your life today. And then it will also provide some helpful practical strategies that you can pull from for whatever works best for you to bring some refreshment, some fulfillment, some fun, some joy back into some relationships in your life that might be feeling a little dry, might be feeling a little stuck in a rut, uh, might not have the best possible boundaries. And so 
the Relationship Reset free five-day email course. It is a great resource that is available for you right there in the show notes. So hit subscribe, leave a written review. If you are enjoying this podcast, if you are finding it helpful, check out the Relationship Reset free five-day email course. And my friend, start asking yourself why. Whenever you say yes, whenever you say no, just try to understand why. Understand yourself and those decisions a little bit better. Hugs and blessings to you, my friend. I will talk with you soon.